This episode is sponsored by Harry's. What makes Harry's special? Harry's is the only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. German-engineered, five-blade cartridges, close, comfortable shave, no cuts or burns, quality guaranteed, full refund if you're not happy. Over one million guys have already made the switch, and thousands more switch every day. The Harry's starter set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already really low, but we've worked out a special offer for you guys. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code GRUBSTREET. Stop overpaying for a great shave and start the new year off right. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter code GRUBSTREET at checkout. The following podcast contains explicit language. Here we are. Why are we here? Because we're here. You have thought about this. I have. I've given it some thought, and I've decided that it's all stupid. Welcome to the Grub Street Podcast. Uh, my name is Alan Sitzma. Usually, I am joined by our restaurant critic, Adam Platt. He's not here at the moment because we had to wait in a line, and he gave up. We arrived at Black Tap Burgers. You've almost certainly heard of them. They've been on the Today Show. They've been on everyone's Instagram feed for these crazy, over-the-top milkshakes. We decided we were going to get online and see if they lived up to the hype. As you will soon hear, Platt gave it about 15 minutes before he abandoned us. Here we go. So here we are. Here we are. Where are we? We I don't are even want to talk about where we are. At the corner of 14th Street and 8th Avenue. We are in the apex of foodie hell right here. We are standing in a viral food line. Tell us what it is, Admiral. Why? Why? Why, Admiral? Because of the internet. Well, we all know it's because of the internet. We are standing outside Black Tap Burgers. Uh, we're at the corner of 8th Ave and 14th Street. It's about 5 o'clock on a weekday afternoon. It's 35 degrees. It's, it's colder than that, my friend. The line is, I would say, easily the longest line I've stood in possibly ever. What's your line rule? Mine is never more than 20 minutes. I'm on five minutes now. In 15 minutes, I'm gone. I gotta say 10. I gotta say 10. There are bouncers. There are actually, there's a small army of bouncers. They got there ropes. There are barricades. Yep. They got felt ropes. They got bouncers, you know, big guys with ch- giant bowling ball shoulders and like black leather, vet, black leather sort of stuff. They got people gawking at us, going, what are you here for? What are you doing? In front of us are people lining up. Doubles. And they're here for these milkshakes, which the Admiral and his internet brethren have publicized online. <laughs> about them. This place was nothing, right? It was nothing. Just a place you get another burger and some wrinkled old fries. Then these guys had the bright idea of building these giant 15,000 calorie shakes, which looked quite cool, right? Blew up on the internet. Blew up. Instagram. The great cycle of hysteria. Whipped. Whipped to a frenzy by you internet clowns. You blame me? I blame you. Do you know the deal with this guy? Do you know who he is? He's not just like some dude who has a burger thing. He's like, he was the chef at a restaurant in the Hamptons. He had a place in Carroll Gardens and he was sort of like, they'd closed, all these places had closed, kind of down and out. He opened this place. Uh, there are now two locations. He opened the first one. It was who a burger cares? place. Who cares? Nobody cares. Listen, listen. He was you- Trump's personal chef. Oh, was he Donald Trump's personal <laughs> chef? Double who cares. Now listen. <laughs> listen. 
this phenomenon of lines, right? Okay, move up. The whole, when would you say the whole like phenomenon of viral food lines started? Well, I think that you tend to blame the internet, but the phenomenon itself is from long ago. I mean, Shake Shack existed before Instagram, and there were people lining you know up what? around the That's park. That's not long ago, Shake Shack. Longer or than ten, Instagram. Was it 10 years? About a decade? Yeah. So we'd agree but that there the, was... the, mother, the mother of all lines was the original line outside of the, Danny Meyer's first Shake Shack uh, outlet, which was in Madison Square. And those lines got longer and longer and longer. The line and Daughters has been around. The phenomenon of people waiting those, in line for food has been around for a long time. Those are pygmy lines Pluto. compared to this. They're pygmy lines. But I think what's happened is that... Oh, we're getting berated now. What I think we're has happened is that now. the internet has, or social media, Instagram especially, has... Uh, amplified the effect. But we had of the, this we had that line, phenomenon. and that, that was amplified because that line, the, the Shake Shack stretched around the block. People waited for hours. Then we had the, the famous Corona. That was the first one that the hit with social Krona, media. The famous Corona was the first sort of gimmick food, which was widely publicized online. In fact, really, it was publicized initially by Grub Street. So the Admiral's not going to say anything really bad about it. But it's great. Go, Who doesn't love a Corona? Who wants to stand in line for a Corona for five hours? Just a crow, just of people. A, whatever. But things have changed a little bit because it used to be you would wait for something like a bowl of like the best ramen or it was the best cookie in the city or something. And now it's like people wait for these milkshakes that are just like crazy looking, not the best milkshakes. They're basically they're just insane. Insane. They're not even they're crazy looking. They got whole cakes on them. Yeah. Or, or like these rainbow bagels are the other thing that have happened yeah, now like that are everywhere. I'm not and they're them. just. <laughs> Who wants them? But you're right. I think you know. In the older days, like uh, I think we talked about this, is that if you're an old foodie obsessive like me, or even even Alan, uh, you know, lines classically have been a um, sort of a. If you say you're in a strange city and you see a line outside of a ramen shop, or a, you're in Chicago and you see a line outside of a hot dog place, chances are that's not only going to be a good hot dog at the end of that line, but you're going to learn something in that line. You're going to talk to people. You're going to There'll be other hot dog loons in that line. There'll be Chicago. You get to taste of the city. You'll get if you're lining up for pizza in Naples. You get a taste from. It's a good thing to do. It's like something you'd look for in the old days. These days, these lines are out of hand. And my personal rule is, when I see them, I run away. So, well, it's also ten minutes now. Ten yeah, minutes. So, like I talked about before, the psychology of lines. We want to talk about that. Like the viral psychology of viral. Like the longer you stand in these ridiculous lines, it's sort of a Stockholm syndrome takes hold. Like the longer you're, you're like held hostage, the more you sympathize, you have fun. You also you're trick here. yourself into thinking that it's worth it. And also, the longer you stay, you've committed this time. So like you're not going to leave. Why leave? I don't want to leave. Why leave? So you have to make parameters for yourself. The other thing is like once you get finally get your food because you've been here for so long, you're gonna you're not gonna say it's bad. Like the What's the famous place in Texas? Uh, the Franklin's Barbecue. Franklin's Austin. Barbecue. Famous, uh, you know, a hipster barbecue place in, in Austin. They line up starting at 6 in the morning, and they're there for five hours, five, six hours. So at the end of that, you're not going to say, oh, this brisket is, like, uh, just so, so. You're going to go, oh, my God, it was worth it. The Temples of Dendor. I saw the Temples of Dendor. It was worth it. I'm here to tell you, it ain't worth it. It's, it's the tourist trap phenomenon, because I was in Nashville, and there are burgers, you free burgers see they're mocking us now they're just mocking us so they, you're in nashville why what you're well, surrounded by away. gorgeous food you 
drive, you get in your car and you drive 20 minutes out to this place, the Loveless Cafe that everyone's heard of, and the wait is two and a half hours because everybody knows about it and everybody drives there, and you sit down and you eat it, and the food is like, it's like meat and three, kind of like, you know, southern diner, and it's like, it. the food is like, it's fine. It's like whatever. There are better places with no wait immediately in downtown Nashville, and, but nobody goes there because everybody's heard this is the one you have to go to, and here we are. Are you Aussies? Yeah. yeah. You got those teeth. <laughs> How did you hear about this place? Um, through a friend who's at uni here. Really? Yeah. So you didn't see it online? You don't want to Instagram it? You're here with the burgers? Yeah. And you're willing to stand in line? Yeah. Are you on the burger hunt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. where else have you been? We're in Shake Shack. Shake Shack, what'd you think? Not, not bad. No, yeah, it's it's, it's, bad. A, it's like good Hungry Jacks. It's like Hungry Jack's just gone up a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh no! Where are you from? Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. And, uh, how did you hear about Blacktap? Um, Instagram. <laughs> it looked nice, <laughs> and it looked very tasty and typical like USA food. So um, fat, fat, <laughs> and lots of it. <laughs> Where did you hear about Blacktap? Uh, thanks to Buzzfeed. It looked like a piece of art. How they create their foods and have everything piled on top of each other. It's like a Bloody Mary, but for ice cream instead. Where you guys here? Why are we here? Yeah. For milkshakes? Or I don't even know. Where did you see the milkshake? On Instagram. Instagram? What do you know about these milkshakes? I don't know. They, have like they just look good. What? They have like, they're piled high. What do you mean they're piled high? There are like a million things How on them. How can you tell looking at them that they're worth this line? I don't think they're probably worth this line, but... Since I've been here for a half an hour, I'm mean, gonna figure it there out. There it is, the Stockholm Syndrome. When did this open? Stockholm Syndrome alert. It's, it's, like, it's really like they're tr- they're like buying Bruce Springsteen tickets. Or not like, Bruce Springsteen, somebody else. No, you know what it feels like? It feels like popular. a club. It feels like a club. They're letting three people in at a time. It's a restaurant. They serve burgers. They could definitely f- fill the dining room. A lady passing by and she's like, what is this line for? And I tried to explain to her, it's about milkshakes. And she thought, oh, I was the line for the club here. <laughs> my name is Belize. What made you want to come? The milkshakes. And for my daughter's birthday. She's hey. 25 today. <laughs> Turn up! <laughs> it's all over Facebook, so I'm ready to try and the it. News. It's all over Facebook um, and Instagram. This is our second time here. First time it was a three-hour wait. We couldn't so, get in. Yeah, we couldn't. Today no, we're in, today we're getting in there for sure. Yeah, we have to spend all night here. We spend all night here. <laughs> We've been stalled now for. Oh, we lost another. Uh, People oh. are peeling off like flies the, here. The girl with the pink bunny ears on I think they're doing just on took purpose. off. It's been at least 10 minutes since they've let anyone in. They let about four people in. Well, so it's when been did 10 we get minutes, here? And now I think they're weeding out the they're weeding out those who can't who can't cut it, the weak ones. They're just waiting. Nice lady with a stroller is about to tap out. The security line at LaGuardia actually moves faster. And they have these, what are these big, uh, these like things you have on a parade, these big barrier yeah, things? barricades. They have metal barricades. They got metal barricades so set up. So the line can double around itself. Like we're getting into a wrestling like event. No, like your, oh, like your cattle, cattle headed to the abattoir. What time is it? What time is it? Uh, we've been here for... One more I've been minute. here for 40 minutes. One more minute, no. I've been here for 40 minutes. Yeah? Yeah, I got here well, you've made, five. You've made, like, no progress. No, we've, you've literally, we have not moved. You've literally moved 15 feet. One Did you more, see that? One more minute, I'm going. They opened it. Two minutes. Kids are crying. You hear crying? This keening and mewling from the crowd. It's, it's like, it's like a, a, a shipload of, you know, pilgrims bound for the new country. It's like the hell with it. All right, 30 seconds. I think it's I'm time. Out. 
I'm out. I think it's time. All right, guys. See you later. I'm going. Let's Enjoy go. your internet hyped, weird, disfigured monster shakes. All right, ladies. Nice to meet you. Now let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor, Harry's. Harry's is the only shaving company that has both amazing quality and low prices. I think any guy who's ever been to a drugstore to buy razor blades know that it's sort of a hassle. They cost a lot of money. You have to, like, open that weird plastic alarm thing that tends to go off or they keep them behind the counter. It's just it's a real pain. Uh, but Harry's cuts that out with its German-engineered five-blade cartridges that have factory direct prices. They cut out the middleman. Harry's ships right to your door. Sells the blade at half the price of the leading brand. Over 1 million guys have already made the switch, and thousands more switch every day. Why pay $32 for an 8-pack of blades when you can get them for half the price at harrys.com? The Harry's Starter Set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already low, but we've worked out a special offer. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code GRUBSTREET. Stop overpaying for a great shave and go to harrys.com right now. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter code GRUBSTREET at checkout. All right. So we are here. We have made it inside of Black Tap. We've managed to navigate, we have to say for the record, we did not actually wait in line. We called ahead, and they very nicely agreed to take some time out of their morning to speak with us. So we are here with Chef Joe Isidori. Congratulations. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. And um, Platt officially tapped out, so we're here with Grub Street's uh, resident sugar fiend, uh, Sierra Tishgart. Hello. She's going to give us the official verdict on the milkshake. <laughs> um, so talk to us about these milkshakes. Platt and I were at the Meatpacking District... Uh, location last week. We got there about 15 minutes before it opened. Line doubled around, bouncers everywhere. Talk about the phenomenon a little bit and how that has taken off. Phenomenon. I never thought I'd ever say that word. It's true. You know, it's crazy. Um, the phenomenon. It, it, it really happened just kind of overnight. Um, the quick and short story was I was behind a bar one day and the phone's ringing and, and we're like really busy. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, sorry, can I curse? Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, we're really busy today. And um, I'm behind the, the bar and the phone's ringing and I pick it up. I'm like, yeah, hello, Blacktop. And it's like, hi, this is the so-and-so producer from the Today Show. We just saw your article on BuzzFeed and we'd love to have you on tomorrow morning with, our, with your crazy milkshakes. I was like, BuzzFeed, what the hell is that? Oh, are we in BuzzFeed today? And next thing you know, everyone looked at me and was like, how do you not know what BuzzFeed is, Joe? I'm like, I don't know. Literally, literally that day, there were so many people here that I had to run outside, put ropes up and say, everyone get in line and wait for your milkshakes. It was out of control. That was probably, I think, January 18th. It's now like February, I don't know, 24th, and the lines are getting longer and longer every day. And it's and it's freezing out, we should say. I mean, it's like we were waiting. It was like 35 degrees on like a weekday afternoon, and it was lines around the block. And it's like, it's not even hot out. It's not even milkshake weather, and people are going for it. 35 degrees, you should have gotten a suntan out there. These people waited three hours in a blizzard. Uh, when this first happened, there was like on day two, it was a massive downpour, and it was literally a sea of umbrellas outside waiting for milkshakes. It's crazy. Somebody came up to me, not my publicist, but another, said to me, this is the worst fucking idea I've ever seen. Who the fuck launches a frozen dessert in the middle of winter? Horrible, terrible, wrong. 
guess what? The only one wrong was that person. Um, it was a bit of a Hail Mary and we won. Um, but we didn't do it on purpose, to be quite honest with you. Uh, my wife asked me one day to make a crazy shake, make a cotton candy shake. I made one. We took a picture of it. We put it on Instagram and it went viral. Uh, Brittany was my amazing social media assistant and I got together and we made like half a dozen of these shakes and like three of them really stuck. And so like in November, we started pounding away on Instagram with them and, and it was just insane the amount of people that came in and you know, excited, not rude, and stick their phone in our face going, I want this now. And it was like, Okay, kid, all right, take it easy. We'll make you a milkshake. And we had to scramble and put this whole like milkshake program together because people wanted them so bad. I figured, yeah, somebody would come in. Who's going to pay 15 bucks for a milkshake, right? It's a couple all about people a night. They want oh. the photo. Well, are people finishing them or are everyone, they just taking photos? Everyone finishes them. Okay. It's worth 15 bucks. We don't know how many calories are in them, and everyone finishes Nobody them. No one ever wants to know how many calories are in them. And it's always worth the wait. So, the milkshake program, what is program. in it? What is in it? Like, what? You think it's, I mean, obviously Instagram is the currency. People see it. It becomes a trophy item that they want. But what is it that, I mean, you, do you get people coming back? Do you get people saying, like, this is awesome? Like, how do you deliver on that promise? It's very experiential, okay? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a milkshake that just exceeds expectation. Um, and a lot of people have used the G word, gimmick. But it's not. It tastes great. You know, I'm not some... I'm not just some kid who decided, oh, I'm going to open up a burger joint, sell milkshakes. Everyone loves them, right? <laughs> I happen to be a trained chef, you know? Um, I've, got, I've got some bling to, to prove it. But, it, you know, so everything I do has got to have balance and flavor and taste. So, you know, really I said, if we're going to do these things, not only do they have to look great, they've got to taste great. And we came up with flavors that really complemented each other. Um, you know, the cotton candy shake is strawberry milkshake, uh, vanilla icing, chocolate pearls around the outside, a lollipop, cotton candy. It's kind of like whimsical and still has the nostalgic flavor of when you were a kid going to the fair. Um, the sweet and salty is, is one of my favorites. Peanut butter shake, it's insane. Peanut butter around the rim, chocolate around the rim. Reese's peanut butter cups, M and M's. I got to have like a list when I, when I say all this stuff. Pretzels. Um, so that one is just that's the one that gets everyone's eyes opening when, when they take a sip of that. And then the cookie shake is is like um, another classic nostalgic thing. It's a bunch of uh, cookies broken up into a vanilla shake with cookies around the rim and a chip witch. So it kind of is like that the most comforting of the three of them. It's kind of, you know, the one that, that everyone understands. Everyone loves cookie dough. So you weren't sitting around culinary school, classically trained, going through this being like, milkshakes are my thing. This is my dream. This is what I'm going to do. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> um, so I have, I'm third generation chef in New York City. Yeah. My grandmother was a two-star New York Times chef in 1963. So I have some big shoes to fill. My father followed suit, and then I was fortunate enough to go on and become a Michelin star chef. I spent years, years banging my head against the wall, screaming at people, making the customer do what I wanted to do, pounding on a bell, pick up the food, service please, let's go. And at the end of the day, I had a whole bunch of stars. I opened up a whole bunch of restaurants, and it just felt like, what am I doing? You know, there, there was just no, there was the, the carrot, I never got the carrot. The carrot, like, didn't exist. So I kind of took a different route a few years ago and said, fuck this fancy pants shit. I am going to do what I know best, and I'm going to be the true New York kid that I am. And, 
you know, reach to my roots. And one of the things that was always the most pleasurable was my father used to close his restaurants on Tuesdays, and we would always go to like find different types of foods, whether it was like cool ethnic food, Chinatown. But my favorite was is when we used to go to like all the luncheonettes and get a cheeseburger deluxe and a milkshake. He liked an egg cream, I liked a milkshake. And I remember that feeling that I had when I was a kid. So I decided I wanted to recreate that. And I was pissed off that all the burgers in New York City kind of suck or they're too expensive. They Everyone, expensive. Yeah. And, and um, I sought out to recreate the luncheonette. So Black Tap is a modern luncheonette with a Soho vibe. It's modern. It's nostalgic. It's cool. It's got quality attached to it. So I get to keep my chef DNA, but I also get to give something to the world that everyone can enjoy. So now that this has gone big, what are your plans? Do you want to open Black Taps all over the city? I say that every neighborhood could use a black tap. And yeah, well, I'm not going to go to every neighborhood, but it, it's it's a, it's a meaning and a saying that means like everyone loves us and we we can we can go anywhere and make people happy. Um, we're not going to go everywhere. We're going to go where we feel fit, but expansion plans are 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 in the works. I have to. I three-hour lines are, are almost rude, you know. I I'm a, I'm a hospitality guy. I don't like making people wait online. I'd almost want to open up more restaurants so there's more options for people to go and they can say, I want to go to So, I want to go to Meatpacking, I want to go here, I want to go there. Say, I almost gave away where I was opening up the other restaurants <laughs> and they didn't do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to be able to service people and make them happy. Does the line make it better? Being there, we have our, our restaurant critic has a theory that there's a sort of a Stockholm syndrome that takes you over as you're in the line and you start thinking like, like no, it's going to be better, and you convince yourself that it's better than it is because you don't want to have wasted that time. Do you think that there's some effect that the line has on the final food? Yeah, I know who your restaurant critic is, <laughs> and I read the article. Um, yeah, the restaurant critics like to put things in people's heads to make them feel what they want to feel or what the critic wants you to feel. People are really happy out there. They love what they get when they get in here, and they absolutely love waiting in line. So, Mr. Platt, get in line and wait for your milkshake. Yes, called out. You know, we had uh, Kuzo in here, too, and yeah. and I knew. I knew. I, this guy's going to take a shot. I get it. But I opened open arms. I was like, come on in. Let me take care of you. I sat with him. I made him a milkshake. And my whole, whole time I'm saying to myself, this SOB is going to write something terrible, the right? Guy. The post guy. And everyone called me. And it was like, it was like, oh my god! Like, how could you let him get away with it? I was like, it's awesome! I was like, I loved it. I'm a New Yorker. The more, the more sass we get, the better. And I worked, I worked for somebody who I won't name, um, who is running for president right now. And he used to tell me, Joe, there's no such thing as bad press. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, come on, let's go dance all day. Has he you been know? for milkshake yet? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> he treated me very, very well. He'll, when he when he comes off his high, he'll come by for a milkshake. Are people ripping you off? I can imagine they must be. Yeah, have you seen any copycats? I love the copycats. You know what it is? I'm a chef who does not hide his recipes. You want to know what I do? I'll tell you. People have said, Joe, what are you giving a secret away for? What secret? It's cake icing on a rim with stu <laughs> shit stuck to it. I welcome the copycats because... I think it's it's an exciting thing. We are the people who started the trend. You cannot take that away from us. We are the OG, and the more the merrier. Just don't do it next door to me. That, that's all I say. Um, and if somebody wants some tips or info, give me give me a call. Call the restaurant, ask me. I'll, yeah, I don't care. 
I really don't. I welcome it. Bring it, as they say. A lot of blogs are doing it too, and, they, yeah. they're, and they're giving us credit, which is awesome. The other day, somebody they made. Do it at home. Yeah. The other day, some food Instagram handle made one. It was awesome, and like tagged us, and I was like, "That's awesome." I want to. I want to support you. Yeah. Like I want you to do more. And like we reached out to him. We were like, "Awesome job. We love it. Thumbs up." And he like responded like with like a bowing emoji that was like anything for the master, you know. And I was like, "That's the kind of community we want. I want everyone to make milkshakes. I want everyone to be happy. Yeah. Um, just be cool about it." Yeah. You know. What ice cream are you using? We use a we use a blue bunny ice cream. Bunny? Yeah, because it spins uh, really well for the milkshakes and gives it that nostalgic uh, vanilla flavor. Um, it's a, it's uh, kind of like a Haagen Dazs. So we got we got whole milk. I see peanut butter. So, so basically, it's a classic shake. Look, we're not we're not the concept that's like you know vegan organic. We're a modern luncheonette with uh, a Soho vibe. We do have modern philosophies and values, but we're not throwing it in your face. It's a burger and a milkshake joint at the end of the day. So we start with classic first, then we work in the modern philosophy, if, if you would. So ice cream, whole milk, peanut butter, a little touch of vanilla syrup. She's gonna spin that. Um, and then after we're done with that, uh, we're gonna start building the shake. Did I see a pizza burger on pizza your Instagram burger. feed? So so I grew up, my family's all from the Bronx, right? And uh, so when we used to go to a local restaurant, it was always Italian restaurant after Italian restaurant, chicken parmesan, fried galamad, mozzarella sticks, baked clams. And when you were a kid, you used to get a pizza burger at the pizza restaurant, you know? And it would be, you know, pizza sauce, you know, as they say, mozzarella, right, Chad? Mozzarella on like a seeded bun. And it was always when you were a kid, you loved it. Because it was like, you know, you're a little Italian kid in the Bronx, you know, a pizza burger, you loved it, right? So when I opened this place, I had to throw something from my childhood in there, and I put the pizza burger on the menu, and it's been a smash hit. Do you worry at all about being so closely associated with the milkshakes that people kind of start to ignore what else is happening? I do not, no. I don't think that way. I just, the more people who come to my restaurant are happy, the better. I, I don't care what I serve them, as long as they're happy. What, so when you have the tickets going, when you're like slammed, like how many of these are you putting together at once? 20 orders come in at once and we bang out six at a time. So there's only like 20 seats, right? uh -huh. actually less than 16, but we have like four standing seats. So it's like 20 shakes at once. And um, that's why it's like, that's why the waits are so long. So we all, every hour we sit 20 people. Uh -huh. So if you okay. do the math while you're in line, you can figure out how long you're gonna wait, tack on about 15 minutes or so for some good measure. And um, that's what it is. The, 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 the milkshakes, you know, they take a little while. They're not, they're not quick. Yeah. Um, but it's about the same time as a burger. So at the end of the day, you pretty much get your burger first, and then your milkshake follows suit right afterwards. How long does it take? Does it take like eight minutes then if it's a big burger? Ten minutes, okay. Uh, burgers take uh, 12 minutes, eight to 12, depending on your temperature. And uh, the shakes take about 10. Okay. Um, so now Jen has uh, the peanut butter and the chocolate icing on the side. She's uh, wrapped the, the icing with some M&M's. Um, she's going to stick a couple of Reese's peanut butter cups on there to continue the sweet and salty mantra of this shake. Um, some pretzel sticks and a pretzel rods. And then a chocolate-covered pretzel with some more M&M's wrapped around that. How often do you drink these? Eat these? Both? Too much. We end up, we like when there's a little bit left in the bottom of the shaker. And it's like, you know, kind of like some bartenders like shoot people's extra drinks, which is really awful. Quality awful. Control. But we, we shoot the milkshake here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should, they shoot the pickleback, we shoot the milkshake. So let's, so, Gotta get the grip. So let's explain this. 
the first thing Sierra did when it came out was whip her phone out and get on Instagram. It's yep. it's the natural move. It's the first thing you have to do. Sierra, describe this. Describe what this looks like. Oh, this is this is monstrous. I mean, it's definitely it's maybe like twelve inches high, higher. It's as it, big as Sierra's torso, I would say. Yes, yes, it I would say that. There has it's, a pound of whipped cream. Uh, on it. It's dripping everywhere. Very appealingly, I have to say. Not in a bad way. It's very food porny. There's candy coming out of every single angle there possibly could be. There are M&M's, Sugar Daddies, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, two pretzels, there's caramel sauce, chocolate sauce, and then there's actually an entire huge milkshake underneath it as well. Sierra, oh, give us your official okay. Grove Street dessert guru verdict. No, this is like... I guess I'm just going to start by... She does not know how to attack it. Mm. <laughs> it's really good. Okay, I'm getting like a strong peanut butter note. Well, there is a lot of peanut butter to the shake. Right? You know, it's actually like... Chocolate It's like a little thinner than I imagine, which is nice because there's so much going on. Like some milkshakes can be like really thick. Like it feels like you're just eating ice cream. This is like a very smooth, milky consistency. And like you said with the ice cream, that it spins well. Yeah, it spins well. I I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to Friendly's and get the Fribble. And it was always this like really easy, drinkable milkshake. I've never been a fan of the concretes. I feel like, you know, I give my jaw a workout, you know, trying to get the drink the shake. So we don't like the thick shake. We like, you know, just like a classic, you know, munchinette style milkshake. We're, so we are recording this in early breakfast hour. So it feels even maybe a little more indulgent to be starting my day with this. But if it was a normal hour, I think I could finish that pretty easily. <laughs> That sounds right. All right, I have to get in here. I have yeah, to give a shot. Yeah, here we go. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. It's, That's yeah. fantastic. It's good. It's good. It tastes like sweet peanut butter. It tastes like, like you said, like childhood. As the guy I used to work for it sa- says, it's the best in the world. There's nothing better. This is the best one, okay? Don't go anywhere else. They're all imitators. Right here is the number one, the champ. so that's it thank you for joining us uh if you liked this please subscribe in itunes or however you get your podcast as always my name is alan sitzma for adam platt and this week for sierra tishkart our thanks to slate and panoply andy bowers laura mayer our producer sam dingman we'll be back in two weeks with another episode thank you